The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friends, I'm excited to get into this episode today, but before we do, I just want to note that when I talk about doing the Artist Way groups, those were all done digitally via Zoom, as well as some of the classes I took for my artist dates. I also found those all online. COVID friendly, right? Everything in this episode is my interpretation of the material and what's worked best for me. I'm not affiliated with the book or with Julia Cameron. I'm just a fan, a cheerleader, a champion of everything that's going on in these pages. Also, thank you to everyone who submitted such thoughtful, wonderful questions. Wasn't able to get to all of them, but you know, I'm sure there'll be more questions after this convo, so feel free to send them my way. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Let some things be retrograde. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. I am the host today, Elizabeth Cott. And today we are talking about something that is very near and dear to my heart and have gotten a lot of messages from listeners who are dipping their toe into this as well. We're talking about the artist's way and we're really going to get into what it is best practices, some tips and tricks for starting it and sticking with it. And I'm also going to answer a whole bunch of questions that I got from you guys via Instagram about doing the work. First of all, what is The Artist's Way? It is a course in discovering and recovering your creative self. So to go back a bit, I was a really creative kid. We all were. We all got the opportunity to play and uh, discover with not really much weight with it. And I think as we get older, that dissipates. And I, I loved musical theater. I grew up with my mom, who's a very, very talented watercolor artist. And somewhere in my head, I put that love of theater and the arts down for a practical job. Um, I studied public relations in school. And then when I came out to LA, I worked in PR and um, the digital fashion space. I launched the Zoe Report with Rachel Zoe and worked on developing that and working on her online brand partnerships. And then I started my own company, Closet Rich, which was an online consignment company. And then, of course, moved into that's so retrograde. And up until doing this work, weirdly enough, I never saw myself as a creative being, as an artist. And I've realized that like everything I've done is a creative expression. And I think the biggest takeaway from doing this work is seeing things through that lens as creative, creative work, as being an artist, putting out a podcast, even doing the social media posts, that is all creativity. Writing our theme song, that was creativity, but I never owned it and I never embraced it. And the biggest thing I'll say in doing this work is that shift in, in owning my artist and recovering my artist and getting to know my artist and being in relationship with that side of me. It has made life so much more fun. It makes work so much more enjoyable. It just, I feel so ignited. And this episode is actually the result of, I believe it's in chapter seven, 
there's a question that says, if you, what would you do if you knew it didn't have to be done perfectly? The answer was, do an episode of That's So Retrograde about the artist's way and how to start it and how to do it and how to stick with it. So here we are. We are doing this episode. So thank you. Week seven, check, check, we're doing it. So a lot of you said to me that this book is kind of circling your auras and you feel like you need to be picking it up and you're not sure, you're trepidatious. This is your sign that you need to do this work. This is your yes. So I'm giving it to you. I had a yes. I had this book talking to me from my bookshelf since March. As soon as we went into lockdown, I knew, well, I now have some time. And this is something I've been wanting to do for so long. I had attempted to do it three other times. I got through maybe week four each time. And I knew I needed to do this. Ruthie Lindsay was on the show. I asked her, what have you picked up, you know, during the pandemic that has been helping you? She said the artist way. That was another sign for me to do it. I heard it. It stuck with me. And then a friend of mine sent an email. The bottom of the email, it said, hey, I'm starting a group. If anyone wants to do the artist way, let me know. I'm going to put this group together. And I knew that was my yes. So consider this your yes if anybody needs to hear that. This book is a 12-week course. It requires a daily practice of morning pages, which are, as, as Julia says, let's just see what she says in the book. She says that, put simply, the morning pages are three pages of longhand writing, strictly stream of consciousness. Then you have your artist date, which is about one to two hours that you set aside a week to nurture your creative consciousness. I'm going to get into examples of that in a bit. And then you have homework. So you read the chapter and then there are prompts uh, based off of the theme of the week. These are really important, but I think it can be really overwhelming around the homework. And I have some ideas and tricks of the the newly found trade to uh, help you guys move through it. So how I've done the artist way is I did it with a group both times. The first time we had one person leading it each week, the same person leading it each week. The second time everybody in the group led one week. And I really like that. And the reason why I like that, I think it keeps people engaged and it also offers people's uh, different takes and different styles. It's also like almost like a little creative project yourself uh, the week you get to lead it. So I definitely recommend doing it in a group or at least have an accountability partner doing it with you who you can do a weekly check-in with. Uh, I think that's really important. All right, guys, today we are excited to welcome a new partner to the show. We are talking about Array. Array is a supplementation line that was created to help women feel the best they can to be their best through targeted products, which are 100% natural, filler-free, organic, and formulated by a naturopathic doctor. Yes, we love to hear that. Array's products work at under an hour, so you actually feel the results. For me, I love bloat and calm. 
Um, because these are two things that I deal with regularly, which is bloating because my digestive system is constantly throwing me for a loop. And I wouldn't really call it anxiety, but I definitely get a sense of heightened energy that um, I can't always smoke weed for because there's stuff I need to do in the day, which is why I love the formulation of Calm. They are a blend of four ingredients which relax the body and mind without making you drowsy. So you can take it during the day to get rid of that you know, jittery energy or before bed for a restful sleep. The bloat capsules were designed to give women food freedom. Ugh, I love food freedom. I love mozzarella cheese. Stop telling me I can't have it, body. Bloat capsules help me enjoy the foods that I love without the discomfort, gas, or bloating after. Guys, if you go to ARRAE.com, yes, that's pronounced array, you can use the code TSR at checkout for 10% off. That's array, A-R-R-A-E.com, code TSR. You'll get 10% off. Try the bloat capsules, try the calm, or try anything in their line that you're into and get out there and eat your favorite foods. Have fun. Don't worry about it, guys. They got you covered. Array.com. That's A-R-R-A-E.com. Code TSR for some organic, nut-free, cruelty-free, vegan, filler-free, gluten-free, delightful supplementation to help you live your life of your dreams, guys. Next on the docket, we have partnered with one of my favorite fizzy beverages, Huzzah. Huzzah is a delightful seltzer drink with added probiotics. I actually had a couple of friends come over and go on a hike the other day and we all carried our huzzahs up the mountain and everyone was commenting on how how delightful they were. Specifically, the strawberry and hibiscus flavor we had in our hands is just so good. Huzzah contains probiotics to support healthy digestion. God, digestion is just on the docket this morning, guys. We want everything to be moving. We want there to be good health in there. We've got our immune system in there. We've got our serotonin in there. We can't be backed up with poo. We got to keep it moving. They have three delicious flavors, raspberry and lemon, strawberry and hibiscus, and juicy pear. Each flavor is non-perishable and can be stored at room temperature. But I also, I recommend putting them in the fridge because it's a real crisp, delicious, full flavor, refreshing moment. So yeah, huzzah, guys. You can go to drink huzzah. That's drink, H-U-Z-Z-A-H.com. And you can use code retrograde for 20% off your order. That's drinkhuzzah.com. Use code retrograde. And you order it and you get a sleeve, a sleeve, like a six pack. It's like an old school six pack, but it's probiotic seltzer. So you can celebrate while invigorating your microbiome and not getting a hangover. We love all of this. So cheers to the fizzy feel good moments of life. Thank you to Huzzah. That's drinkhuzzah.com. Code retrograde. Drink that probiotic seltzer with benefits. Live your best life. All right, back to the show. Okay, so I'm actually going to get into specific questions because I think that that is going to really help guide this convo. You guys sent in some wonderful ones, and I hope we can get to all of them. Okay, let's start with artist dates. We got this so much. What are some artist dates that you've done? I keep getting stuck on them was one. And then another said, I struggle with the artist dates figuring out on my project. Okay. So here's the thing with the artist dates. I think that first of all, uh, with the parameters that we're all under, it's been a challenge to 
to think outside the box. It's not like we've been easily able to go to, for instance, a museum or go to a show or, or all of those things that are really easily easy to grab generally. You'll actually surprisingly have a lot of resistance around these artist dates. And that is because I think our ego really gets in the way. Our ego is about safety. Our ego doesn't want us to try anything new. So I think that that's kind of the first leap is to move out of your comfort zone. And what I've learned is a really kind of like graceful way to do this is let's say you love movies, right? You have no problem sitting down and watching a movie. Why not pick a movie that is like an old classic film you've never seen or a foreign film, like something that's going to bring you out of your comfort zone, but still sort of remain in your lane of your interests. So I think starting there is really important. And also to remember that this is supposed to be fun. So like what sounds really fun? Like for instance, like I obviously who isn't trying to like move their body. So like why not take a fun dance class? Great. So it's like I know I'm going to move my body. So why not like try a class I'd never done before? So those types of things I think really help to move out of the rut. Some artist dates that I've done, I've done like a yoga class where I put in, where I watch the yoga class on YouTube. And then I just put in like my favorite Madonna album in my AirPods and turn, and then the yoga class turned into like a full-blown dance party. I watched an online comedy show. I went into my closet and I styled a bunch of outfits and just like had the best time. And totally, that one was really fun because I used to be a stylist. So I almost was like reactivating this this side of me that lived dormant within me and just like having fun with my own closet. It felt like such a creative escape. Making up a recipe. It's like you have to eat. So why not like have some fun in the kitchen while you're at it? I sat down and I wrote a bunch of letters to friends who are out of state, planted flowers and succulents in the garden, going to the garden store and like having fun over there. There's a flower truck that I love to visit that actually was an artist date first that I had found through Instagram. It's an outdoor flower truck, Flower Truck LA. I love you guys. What's up? So I went there and then I bought like all of these bouquets of flowers and I came home and I just like pretended I was a florist for an hour. And that actually became like a weekly ritual because I loved it so much. And similarly with doing the online yoga class, I just like randomly Googled some yoga and I found it and I loved it. And then I was like, I'm going to put on get on my star machine and turn it into a whole experience. And then it became just like a weekly gig for me that I just loved doing. So that's one of the things that I've taken away with me in doing these weekly artist dates is I'm actually moving out of my comfort zone and trying new things and then impl- finding that I'm implementing them in my own life continuously. So that's a great byproduct. I think just like spending time with self that's quiet. You know, um, other people in my group, they have gone and early morning drove to the beach to watch the sunrise. You can go someplace cool and do like a similar thing, like a sunset, take yourself on a picnic. I mean, I think a great place to start, I'm going to reiterate it, is think about something you love doing or you're going to be doing anyway. Eating, for example. And like, how can you elevate that experience and and have a creative date with yourself that just like 
allows you to to explore and play. There we go. I think that's that's the long and the short of it when it comes to to implementing the artist states. We're talking about the morning pages now. Got a lot of questions about those. So for the three morning pages, what size pages are you using? Great. Okay. So one of the biggest roadblocks the first few times I started doing uh, or attempted to do the artist's way was I was using too big a paper. I was using like a full legal pad and it just like wasn't working. Start with a journal size, like your standard journal. And then I believe that she's vague around the three pages. So it works for you. So for me, three pages is one page front and back in another page. To me, that's three pages. So up for interpretation. I would say start with your standard journal size. For me, I did that. And then I worked my way up to a slightly bigger size. And you're just going to find that you like writing the more you do it. So that's And then somebody else asked, do you have to do the three pages? Is just one okay? And yes, the three pages. It's one is one is easy. The three is when you're really starting to get into conversation and relationship with yourself and really starting to understand what you think and how you think and why you think about the things that you think about. And what happens to me with that is I feel like the express lane between my head and my heart started to become refined. At first it became unblocked and I started to just like be in relationship with my thoughts in a way that um, felt so good and clear and focused. And then it's like the highway lanes opened up and it just like became this this free-flowing conversation with myself. And I feel like it's made me not only just tap into myself as a creator, but I feel like I'm a better host. I feel like I'm a better communicator. It's just magical. And I really think the magic is in doing those three pages versus just the one. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes, like on a Saturday or Sunday, when I tell myself I am doing morning pages every fucking day this week and um, I'm committed to that, I've done half. I've done like one page, one and a half pages, two pages because like that's all I have. But I think the goal should always be three. So that's my thought on that. I think when it comes to doing the morning pages, it's really important to have a pen that you love, get one or two pens that you are excited to use. I know that sounds silly, but pens can be exciting if you let them. So a great pen that doesn't hurt your hand that you like, and then find some paper that you enjoy writing on, a notepad, like a new fresh journal for this experience is key. So what I do is I have my morning pages journal and then I have a bigger spiral notebook. I actually have it right here that I do all the homework in. And then it's sort of become like this like little 
like kind of creative hub where I write down other ideas outside of the homework or even will take notes if I'm having like an astrology reading or like an Akashic Records reading. It all goes in this sort of like creative, magical spiral notebook. That's what makes me excited. Paper. So I use this Japanese brand, Maruman, that does this specific type that I will link to it um, in the show notes. I get them on Amazon and I love them so much. So I think before you start stocking with a great notebook for morning pages, another notebook to write the homework in is really important. So getting the book, absolutely. The second time that I did this when I started it this year, I also got the audiobook to sort of like use in tandem. <laughs> but then I realized as I was like, wow, these chapters seem a little bit shorter than what I remember when I was reading them. Maybe I'm just such a slow reader. No, no, no. The audiobook I got was the abridged version. So make sure you check that it's the full thing. But to be honest, as I've said, I'm so obsessed with these thoughts and these words. I like having the audio version abridged or not to access from my phone because these lessons just, I don't really get tired of hearing them. They're always just like nice reminders. It's really similar to like A Course in Miracles or something like that. Like you can kind of listen and the material resonates differently sort of each time I listen. So there is that. So yeah, an audio version, a hard copy version, two journals, a great pen. You are off to the races. Okay, so we're taking a break to talk about one of our beloved sponsors today. We're talking about Outstanding Foods, which are giving us delicious snacks that are 100% plant-based, packed with protein and nutrition. And oh my goodness, have I renewed my love of snacks over the past year? Why, yes, I have. I honestly feel like little bags of delicious things helped get me through the tough times. Can anyone else relate with me here? I don't know. So Outstanding Foods was a great discovery. As I said, they're plant-based. They're packed with protein and nutrition. They were created by the same chef who created the Beyond Burger. So we're dealing with like very forward-thinking creators here. They're really like meals in a bag and they're, they're puffs. So go with me on this. Each bag has about 21 grams of protein and has the nutrients of a multivitamin, including iron, calcium, vitamin B12, D, and E. So all that stuff's out of the way, but they're really, really delicious. They have four flavors, Hella Hot, Pizza Partay, White Cheddar, and Chill Ranch. And as I've said, the Pizza Partay is my go-to selection. I really enjoy it. It gives, it's like, yeah, it's like a naughty puff, but it's good for you and it's yummy tasting. And Outstanding Foods also makes pig out pigless pork rinds as well. So I actually grew up kosher, so I never had a pork rind growing up, but these are really good. So I really like these. I don't think I need to try the real kind. I'm good with the outstanding foods option. And you know what's also great? It's just the grocery store is a little like suspect place to be congregating still. I still feel So getting delivery directly from the brand is so great. So being able to go online and just order the snacks and stock the cupboard and feel good. Also, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee, meaning if you don't love it, 
you can get your money back. They don't ask any questions. So as a listener of That's So Retrograde, we've worked out an exclusive deal for you. Receive 25% off your first order over at outstandingfoods.com slash retrograde. Use our code retrograde at checkout to claim the deal. That's O-U-T-S-T-A-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-O-D-S dot com slash retrograde. They're delicious. Have a pizza party with me separately, but together. All right, now back to the show. Okay, so I want to talk about setting up a group. I think the perfect number is six to 10 people. I wouldn't, I think four is great too. Two is great too, all of that. But I like kind of a group, a bigger group. There's something really fantastic about it. I also, for me, I didn't really know anyone or if I, in these groups or they were just acquaintances. And I loved that because I could show up in a way that I could just kind of there were no preconceived notions or I wasn't filling a role that I would in, let's say, if I was doing it with a dear friend. But I think that that's entirely up to you and that's preference. I also really like a mixed gendered group. I think that one thing that's really cool in this work is that when you're doing it, you realize, um, that the same stuff comes up. It doesn't matter how old you are, if you're a man, if you're a woman, whatever gender you're identifying with. Like it is just to recover your artist. Like it's a universal experience. I think just like as long as it feels good vibes, that is (laughs) key. So there's that. I think the best thing to do is sort of have like a point person. However, each week, a different person from the group leads. That to me, it keeps everybody engaged and you're kind of bringing a different energy to each week. So, and then have everybody check in on a text thread. For ours, we use WhatsApp. I know there's a bunch of different like group chat options. WhatsApp is my group's check-in platform of choice. So let me back this up. There is a check-in in the book where you say how many morning pages you did that week, the artist date you did that week, what synchronicities came up for you that week, and then something specific to the chapter. So what we do is we drop those answers into the WhatsApp. However, you can definitely have that be part of your group and have that be like a really, you know, big part of the check-in if you want to do it that way. Because I think there's a can be really rich conversations. I think also, though, like it can also be handled via text. And it's really fun to share pictures from your artist date. And so you can kind of keep track of that sort of thing and see what other people are doing. So I recommend doing that. So say how many times you did the morning pages, your artist date. And then when everybody meets on a weekly basis, a really nice icebreaker is to talk about, hey, like, what were your synchronicities this week? So that you can go through that really quickly. And then the leader should then pick one piece of the homework. So one of the homework pieces and let the group know before the meeting that that's going to be what's going to be discussed. So like one or two. And here's the thing, like, there's going to be so much resistance. Maybe you didn't do the reading. Maybe you didn't do the morning pages. Maybe you didn't do an artist date. Maybe you didn't do any of the homework. I think coming to the group and saying, 
I didn't do this, but I'm here is just as important and just as impactful as saying what you did and how you did it. So there's been times, weeks where I didn't do the reading. It was really helpful for me to have a place. And as much as I didn't want to show up to the group, I didn't do the reading. I don't want to show up. I feel embarrassed that I didn't do the work. I'm such a loser. You know, that sort of thing. The great procrastinator. I didn't do my homework uh, energy that has lived with me since elementary school. So it would have been very easy for me to tap out that week. But I, what I found was that there's so much power in showing up and saying, I didn't do this, but I'm here. And that's where the accountability really comes in. And when you have somebody sort of assigning one piece of homework from the book, which normally, let me just look here. I'm just opening to a random page of homework. So normally there's going to be probably like 10 prompts of homework, six to 10. A great way to choose which homework you're going to do for the week is, and I think Julia says this in the book, is find two that sound awesome and fun and and you're totally game for, and then try another one that like might seem scary or shitty and you're in good shape. Oh, this is a great question we had. So somebody asked what the time commitment was. It doesn't take that much time to get through the homework. They're like quick things. I, it's What it's really about is like sitting down and doing it. So I would say 30 minutes a day for the morning pages, one to two hours a week for the artist date, 30 minutes of reading, 30 minutes of homework. Moms message me and say that it's like really hard for them in the morning to do the morning pages. Ideally, you can do these in the morning. First thing when you wake up. The best thing to do for me is have like the notebook and the pen set up in my eyeline for when I wake up in the morning. So it is literally the first thing that I grab when I get out of bed. And that really, really helped me, especially for the first few months of doing the work and really getting into the rhythm of the journaling and really letting the medicine take hold and experiencing all the shifts that I talked about. So like committing to it and doing it first thing. Now I can be a little bit more lax with it. I'll be honest. I will, you know, read articles on my iPad and my phone for some days. Other days I won't and I will get right to it. And those are the days that I find it to be most impactful. But what I'm trying to say here is that I think doing it is the most important thing. So if you can't do it first thing in the morning, that's okay. If you're doing it mid-morning, great. If you have to do it at night, fine. Like you're doing it. If you can't do all three pages, at least start with one. But like the three is really the magic number here. Okay, so another question about the morning pages. Are you supposed to be writing quickly? I find that my thoughts write faster than I can write. Interesting. I think that that's like a really interesting piece of information to look at. It's your own time. It's your own opportunity to sit with yourself. Maybe slow it down a little bit. If you are finding that you have so much to write, that's great. And just like ride with it. I think maybe doing some breathing exercises beforehand, maybe a quick meditation, like a two-minute meditation before you drop into the morning pages might help with the mind racing scenario. Oh, I also want to say, here's how I sort of dive in when I don't have much inspiration first thing in the morning. I really like to do an exercise where I am noticing 
my surroundings. So I will start with, okay, like what's the date? What day is it? Here we are. It's the morning. The sun is shining. I'm hearing cars driving by. I'm hearing birds. I'm also hearing the hum of the refrigerator. I'm, it's chilly out. Like just really kind of like tapping into my senses to drop into the moment for the first few sentences really helps me start. So take with that what you will. What else? Tips for keeping with it. I think that, again, going back to the group, going back to accountability, everybody is taking a week. I don't think that you should venture away from the text. I think that maybe I would say, especially if it was your first time doing it, here's the structure. You're going to be, everybody pick a week. And in addition to maybe as an icebreaker doing like a synchronicity check-in, I think also sharing a piece from the chapter or a quote that really spoke to you and why is also a really nice, simple way in to, to kind of wake the group up for the week. Also, it makes sure that people are going to do the reading, right? So even if I do it like an hour before we're supposed to meet, I'm still doing it. I'm a procrastinator. Do you guys know this about me? It runs deep. So that's a really good way of doing it. And then also doing breakout groups within that. So then choosing a piece of homework that people can dialogue on one-on-one and how we do this in our group is there'll be a six-minute share and then two to four minutes of feedback, just depending how many people are in the group that day. So for instance, we'll do, um, let's say a breakaway. There's about, I want to say there's like maybe 15 people in my group. I think that that's a little too many, although I love everybody in it. I think personally, I like a smaller bunch. So we will do the group share together, then kind of break out into our smaller one-on-ones or smaller groups, and then go back in for one final exercise that will then also be a piece of homework from the book that week or a thought starter or something, something just from the chapter. It's really, you don't have to overthink it. It's really all in the text. And I think if you read the chapter you will be guided to what you want to bring to the group. So yeah, I think just to reiterate, I think like a WhatsApp or some sort of check-in where everybody can be held accountable for the morning pages and share their artist date. And then just a weekly check-in. I think it's also really important to pick a time and stick with it and have it be the same. And just everyone can just make time in their schedules. And if they can't make it, you can't make it. But the goal obviously is to make it every week. That's my uh, thought on the group. This is a great question. Tips on how to keep going after you're done. So at the end of the book, it's on page 202 in my book, there's a creativity contract. And it acknowledges that you're recovering your creative person and you want to further your growth and your joy and you commit to yourself by doing a few, continuing the artist dates, continuing the morning pages. For me, I, as I said, I finished it, waited a month stuck with the morning pages and stuck with the artist dates, not as intentionally, but I definitely find opportunities to artistically date myself every week now with the intention of knowing I was going to go back through and do it again. And I I think I'm going to probably do something similar this time and continue doing that. 
continue doing the doing the book is what I'm saying. I'm going to continue doing the book after I'm done. I I just I kind of want to just eventually go through all the different homework assignments. I think that's really my goal. So I'm going to keep doing it. Mary says she's been sitting on her bookshelf for months. Tips for starting it. Find a group, find a friend, put the call out. I think do what my friend did that got me into it and just say, hey, I want to do this. Does anybody want to do it with me? That is the best way to go on that. Some other just tips that I want to rattle off that are really great that a lot of these came from my group. I told them that I was doing this episode and they were so incredible. And they were like, let I asked them to send any tips or tools that they've used throughout. So this is a great one. Scheduling your artist date on the calendar as so it's intentional and to protect that time. That is huge. Making a list of artist dates to choose from is super helpful. That's a really great thing to do um, in the first week or so and share with your group. Reading the chapter in beginning of the week. So what I do is I like to set a morning time where I read the chapter and then I do some of the homework just right then. And it's really like an hour of time. And it's really helpful to just, again, like set it in the calendar. I think that that's a great way to do it. Doing the task each week, even though it seems like a lot, when I do them, it was more impactful. I totally agree. Aside from just like feeling like a piece of shit because I procrastinate, when I do the tasks each week, it's just like unlocks so much. So I just think fight through the resistance the best you can with that. Bottom line, the more you put in, the more you will get out of it. This has been just such a light, such a an opportunity for growth for me. And as I said, I, I just I really appreciate that it is something that you can access within yourself. I think in doing this show and, and being in the the wellness space, and I'm using air quotes right now, like there's so much in the space around like looking to someone else to heal you and looking for a guide and looking for a guru. And I think that there's always a time and a place for that. And that can be really beneficial. But as we always say on this show, like being your own guru and this work is just that, like you, you unlock something within yourself through work that you're doing for yourself. And the results can be so magical. So I want to close on this and just say that uh, the first time I did it, one of the things I, I wrote down, again, I think it was the exercise, what would you do if you knew you didn't have to do it perfectly? I had written down, um, I, I want to be a dog mom, you know? And I don't think I would have got Midas, my incredibly adorable little miniature red poodle who I love more than anything that I've ever experienced in my entire life, I wouldn't have have gotten to that heart wish if it weren't for doing this work. So it's not even about, yes, it's about unlocking your inner artist. Yes, it's about you're maybe going to find your next big project. I definitely finally launched my website and finally kind of zeroed in on, on that creative outlet through doing this work. But it's not always about like your next big art project, but it is about like unlocking what's magic inside you and and maybe different avenues that you hadn't explored. I'd never explored taking care of anything other than myself and and my boyfriend and my friends, you know, but now I, I take care of this little animal every day and it's 
I can't imagine my life without it. So that's a tiny thing, but it's so impactful. And and really like this episode, as I said, it came from a prompt in the book. So thank you week seven. And guys, I am here for you. I want to hear about your experiences doing this book. If you are inspired to start, let me know. If you've been doing it and still have other questions, let me know. Maybe there'll there'll be a part two episode if you want. Yeah, I just I just wish for you an ecstatic, magical relationship with your creative self. And um, I'm so excited for for you. So um, thank you so much. I am Elizabeth Cott. You guys can check us out at So Retrograde. And uh, check me out on Instagram at Elizabeth Cott. That's K-O-T-T. And we have merch. What an- another magical creative adventure that that happened during this Artist's Way work. So um, yeah, it's exciting. So you guys can check that out. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. So thanks for joining us today. Sending you lots of love. And I'll see you soon. Yes, that's how